You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 363. In this episode, I talk to Katya Varbanova about how to make your content go viral so it attracts your ideal client. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, I speak with Katja Varbanova. She is the founder of 20K Nation, a viral video creator and a marketing strategist who helps entrepreneurs go beyond creating personal brands to achieve iconic status in their industry. Her signature approach involves aligning her clients' Myers-Briggs personality type with their approach to marketing. Katya has worked with more than 1,300 clients, enabling many to be featured in TEDx Talks, secure book deals, and sell $100,000 packages. In this episode, we talk about how you can create content that goes viral and attracts your ideal client. Before we dive in, I want to give you an update on my biggest and boldest project to date, Selfmade Summit. We have now introduced five out of 12 amazing speakers, Denise Duffield-Thomas, Gwen Lane, Susie Ashworth, Caitlin Becker, and Molly Pittman. You'll find interviews with these inspiring speakers on my Facebook page. And now I want to tell you about our sixth speaker, Anne Wilson. In eight years, Anne went from being in deep debt to being financially free and has become the leading wealth mentor for women. She's a trainer, speaker, entrepreneur, and financial empowerment activist who helps people master money and use it to create the life they really want. Anne is the best-selling author of The Wealth Chef, a book teaching readers how to become financially savvy and build wealth starting immediately. She's also the wealth expert on the hit Channel 4 TV series, Safe Well, Spend Better. As a speaker and presenter, Anne shares her personal experience and ways to success with her audience, revealing the essential ingredients they need to improve their relationship with money, get out of debt, invest easily, and make money work for them. Anne is an explorer at heart, has lived on all five continents, ridden a motorcycle through Australia, and rafted down the Sambasi River. And now she's coming to Iceland. Do you have your ticket yet? Go to the show notes at sigma.com forward slash 363, where you can find more about the Selfmade Summit, plus all the links to Katya Barbanova. There you'll also find a link to her viral content template. I'm so excited to be here with Katya Varbanoa and talk about how to make your content go viral so that it actually attracts the ideal client. Welcome on the show, Katya. Thank you so much for having me, Sigrid. I'm so excited. So it is very rare that I interview someone that I haven't actually been friends with for a while. So, but yes, I have looked at your content. So I got to know you a bit before we hop on the show. <laughs> because 
that's the key to actually making a good podcast is to be a good interviewer and being able to ask the right questions. So we already established that we're both from Europe and that you're originally from Bulgaria, but you don't live there anymore. So how come you moved from Bulgaria to Malta? Growing up in Bulgaria, my big dream was to become a lawyer and I was studying to go to law school in Bulgaria. But the last year of high school, my mom who is a big, big, big fan of Western European education. She kind of slipped those um, brochures in my desk from universities in the UK. She didn't tell me about it. She just kind of slipped them. And I looked at them one day and I was like, wow, these places look like castles and everything's so amazing. So I called her on the phone and said, mom, what would you say if uh, I wanted to go study in the UK? I know we don't have money, but apparently I can apply for a free government loan. Yeah, I can apply for a loan. And if I get in, I get in. And she said, yes, that's exactly why I put these on your desk so that you decide to do that. So my mom manipulated me in a positive way through choosing to um, to move abroad. And I went to study law in the UK for for many, many years. And I graduated, that was super successful, but I decided to not do the legal path because having seen a lot of people in the career, I realized that being a lawyer actually involves 16 hour days for like 60,000 pounds a year. And I just thought to myself, I am not willing to work that much for that little money. And I decided to go into banking. The rest is history from there. I can tell, talk you more about that, but being in Bulgaria, and moving to the Western world was completely random. And I've left the UK now for a couple of years and I've been traveling around and now we've settled in Malta because the weather is gorgeous. So that's a short story. <laughs> so, well, now I'm curious. So you went into banking, so wealth management or what, what were you doing there? I was actually working in retail banking. So I was in sales, funny enough. I worked in sales and marketing um, in uh, one of the biggest banks in the UK. In uh, my first year, I used to sell credit cards, home insurance, all those sorts of things. Like when you walk into the branch and you want the new credit card, I'd be the person to sell it. And then after a year, I moved into head office because I applied for an executive assistant role with the managing director. So that was really fun because I worked with the MD who managed 12,000 people and I was his right-hand woman helping him, uh, helping me do that. And then about 10 months into that second year, I stumbled across Periscope. Some of you listening to this might remember Periscope, but Periscope in 2015 was when it launched. Within three months, it was so trendy that so many people were using it. And I heard from it, I heard about it from a blogger that I used to follow, and I jumped on it as a viewer. And within a couple of weeks of just watching people grow followers on Periscope with lightning speed, I was just so fascinated by how they did it. Mind you, I've been in marketing ever since I was 15, 16 years old. I've always done something in sales and marketing. So being able to watch how people were growing on Periscope was just really fascinating uh, for me to watch. And I just decided to give it a try and just to go live and talk about my boring life as a banker and just talk about my top tips for how to network to get the best job and things like that. I was 23 at the time. 
And uh, I think it took me about three weeks of going live every single day. And I got to 1,300 followers from complete zero. I had no social media present, nothing. Zero followers to 1,300 in three weeks. And then I thought, hmm, wouldn't it be fun to bring some of these people together inside a Facebook group? So I moved some of these 1,300 followers into a free Facebook group, about 150 of them. And we created, at the time, it was called Perry 10K. And Perry 10K was a community of periscopers that were working together to grow to 10,000 followers each. Mm, helping each other, basically. Helping each other. Because the secret to going viral and growing on social media is to have your content being shared. And one way to have your content being shared is to join forces with other people that are relevant and to share each other's content in a collaborative way. So that's what we did. And I kid you not, within a few weeks of doing that, everybody started doubling their audiences and tripling their audiences. And I was so fascinated by the results, but also getting a little overwhelmed and starting to get burned out because I had a nine to five job on top of managing this community. And I got recommended by one of my members. She said, why don't you just charge for this? Like, why don't you just put a a small membership fee for it if people want to be part of it? And uh, I was like, oh, but I feel so greedy asking for money. I've never done this before. Who would pay me for, for this? I don't have an expertise and all sorts of imposter syndrome thoughts that I know a lot of you listening to. Oh, these come <laughs> up every day with everybody. <laughs> right? So right? Um, I went ahead and did it anyway because it was getting so overwhelming that I had to shut it down. Like I had no choice, either shut it down or actually monetize it. And believe it or not, I put an application form for it. (laughs) I put it out there to my 1300 followers. And I got within weeks, I got 60 people joining and paying me to be part of it. And by October that year, I have already replaced my full time banking income because of that following. And I handed in my notice quit my quit my job. And I've been doing it full time since November 2015. Perry 10K still exists to this day. It's not called that anymore. It's called 20K Nation. But the community still runs to this day. It's our fifth year running as a membership. And the price has evolved massively and it's changed so much. But what I started with is what I still do today. And it, was, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that audience that I built really, really strategically and really, really quick. And that's amazing how you kind of stumbled on it first as a viewer and then you saw the opportunity with your sales and marketing background and then you're getting these people that are giving you advice like let's monetize this or you know let's help each other so you took advantage of that so that's that's amazing and I think it's also fascinating that you still run that today because most entrepreneurs pivot they start something and a few years later that doesn't exist and Typically, we actually create too many products instead of sticking to one. I almost did pivot. So I had this um, lazy entrepreneur mindset. When I started out, I quit my job and I didn't have anyone to tell me what to do. So the first thought that I had after quitting my job was, oh, well, now I have all this extra free time. I should go and create other projects. (laughs) So what happened is I started the business with a bang, 
But then for six months, I didn't really grow it. I just, I had my monthly income coming from the members, but I didn't bring many more new members. And every time I was bringing new members, people were leaving. So it wasn't until I got hit by a mentor of mine and he said to me, right, Katya, you have those three things over here. Please kick those two out of the butt and just focus on this one thing. And I was like, hmm, you might be right. So, so I did that you know, in 2016. And within just focusing on that one thing, I hit my first $10,000 a month, literally within the 30 days of doing so. So it really goes to show if you do put all your energy into just one thing, it's incredible. So, yeah. So obviously we want to talk about viral content because that's a part of what you did. You were already giving us little hints or little secrets, what, what it takes to make content go viral, but where does it start? So the first thing that I always tell people is uh, I want to define to them what I mean by viral. And by viral, a lot of people might say, oh, does that mean millions of views? And I say it doesn't mean that at all. What viral means in my eyes is being able to reach more people than ever follow you. So for example, if you have 100 followers and you can create a piece of content that reaches 10,000 people, I'd say that's viral right? And if you have millions of followers, but you reach only 500,000 people, again, not so viral, you know? So it's not about what the number is. It's about what percentage of people you reach. So a lot of people don't realize this, but reaching new people is easier than they think. But most of people create content that isn't shareable. So the number one mistake people make that doesn't grow their audience and doesn't help them go viral is they don't create things that are shareable. We all know our ideal clients and we all know our customers' pain points and we all know what our ideal clients want to learn. But to go viral, you have to think beyond just your ideal customer. You have to think even those potential ideal customers who maybe aren't necessarily there yet, but will be there in six months. So you have to think a little broader. I'll give you an example. I teach a content marketing, obviously, and I can create content. Let's say I can create an article about how to create viral content. That's not going to go as viral as if I chose to do something more broad because there's so many people that don't know they need to create content. So I need to go broader than that and say, instead of how to create viral content, it's how to get more traffic without paying for ads. Ooh, there's many ways to do that. It's broader and it achieves exactly the same thing. Going viral, using viral content, the purpose of that is traffic. So what you need to really ask yourself is, what does your client actually want? Is it the content that they want or is it to get more traffic that they want? And the first mistake that people make is they would create the how to go viral content instead of how to 10x your traffic. And then once you know what those wants are, then the biggest second mistake people make that prevents them from doing that is they try to be on all platforms. They're like, I'm going to try to be on Facebook and I'm going to try to be on TikTok and I'm going to try to be on Instagram and I'm going to try to be on... I grew from zero to 1,300 followers on Periscope. I focused on no other platform for that time. Doesn't mean you have to stick to one platform forever. But I do recommend that 
if you're watching this or listening to it, I do recommend that you pick up an intense promo period of time that you can focus your attention and energy on just one place. That's the second mistake that's preventing people from actually doing it. And then the third mistake is that a lot of the times people think that they can just sit back and the viewers and the reach will just come. Oh, you know, I'm just going to create good content and people will just come. The truth is, no matter what industry you're in, this applies to all industries. If you're wanting to grow a community of people, if you're wanting to get a bigger audience and a bigger reach and bigger impact, you can't be a bystander in your industry and expect that people will just find you. You have to go out and get involved in already existing conversations. Who are influencers in your industry that are already serving the people you want to serve? How can you go on their content and contribute to their conversation? How can you go into other people's content and comment something really meaningful and valuable? And no, I don't mean promoting yourself. I don't mean, oh, telling people to follow you. I mean, genuinely go and add your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings about somebody else's content and add your own perspectives. And then the other thing that I did at the very beginning that I would say is my biggest secret to the growth of the zero to 1300 followers is this. If you can remember one thing from this interview, please take this. I used to spend hours a day responding to every single comment, messaging every single person that watched my Periscope and just saying, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate you. Nothing else. I literally just spend one to two hours a day just messaging every single person and appreciating the time and attention they're giving me. And most people aren't willing to do that. Most people are like, Hi guys, I'm going live. Why is nobody watching me? Why does nobody care? It's because you don't care. You don't care to, like, you you have 10 people on your stream and you're like, oh, I only got 10 people on my stream. Oh, so sad. This doesn't work. Instead of, wow, I got 10 people. I'm going to message every single one of them and make sure they know I appreciate every single one of them. And you know what's the funny thing when you do that with people? You help them realize that they should do more of that. You validate what they're doing. And they're like, huh, I'll watch her streams over and over again. Yeah, people want to feel heard, seen. This is the thing in the beginning when you're not making any money, you have time. And at some point, you don't have time anymore, then you have money and you can run ads. But yeah, I spent probably my first year in business and even the year before I started my business, I was wasting my time in Facebook groups where I felt I didn't see any return. But in hindsight, I'm like, wow, I was building authority. I was helping wherever I can. I was helping without expecting anyone to pay me. And then for years Afterwards, I benefited. So this is a very similar strategy, whether it's commenting on a video or being active in groups, you are showing up and you're helping. And this doesn't mean you can do that forever, not when your business is big. But in the beginning, you have more time than money. So take advantage of that. 
I think people are scared that they think, oh, but if I do that, I'll always have to do that. It's like, guys, you're thinking way too much in the future. Think of if right now you are in the early stages and you haven't hit your first six figure a year, focus on that first milestone instead of thinking of that 10 million a year goal. Focus on the first, in fact, probably if you haven't made 100K, maybe your first milestone that you have to focus on is getting your first $10,000 full stop. Maybe it's your first 50,000. Maybe it's your, the decisions you will make at the level of business that you're at will not be the same decisions you're going to make when you're a millionaire. Exactly. So you mentioned though something in the beginning, as we were talking about your background, that you got people into a group and you started to help each other make the content go viral. So is that basically the next step of, okay, let's say I've figured out how to create an article that actually goes broader than how to make content go viral. And then I focus on, let's say LinkedIn, which is quite popular right now. And the next step is, well, I need to be active in LinkedIn and comment on other people's content. But then in addition, you mentioned those support groups that help each other. So what is that? You let everyone know when you have a new article or when you're going live or how do you cooperate? So back in the days when on Periscope, when we did that on Periscope, what we used to do is we would um, we would do at the time it was called a share And a share was where six people would come together to discuss one topic each for 10 minutes. So I would go live for 10 minutes and then I'd pass every all my viewers on to the next person. And then the next person will go live for 10 minutes and then we would pass on to the next person and the next person. That will be basically an hour conference on one topic and whoever wanted to watch just one of these can watch one of these whoever wanted to watch the rest can watch the rest but the cool part was that we were all sharing with each other's followers when the other person was going live now it's very hard to do that on platforms except periscope because periscope had this feature oh my god they had this feature where if you share with others followers it pings a notification to everybody Mm, I love that. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) On Facebook, you can't really do that. But I can tell you what I do on Instagram because I have a couple of accounts. I have one account right now that I grow that I've been growing it for a couple of months and it has about 3,300 followers. However, it reaches 300,000 people a week with the content, right? And I don't do any support groups with that at all. So I can share some uh, some secrets of how to do that because I would say of all the platforms, the easiest ones to go viral on the quickest from zero right now, I would say are Instagram, TikTok, but TikTok is more for, I would say it's more for fun. I wouldn't necessarily make that my main platform. But Instagram, I'd say is the one platform that you can grow viral the fastest and you can monetize it the fastest too. So what's the secret? <laughs> So the secret starts with what account you actually choose to grow. Most people are like, well, I'm a personal brand. I'm going to grow my own account and I'm just going to post pictures of me with long form blog posts and hashtags and I'm just going to be famous within two months. The problem with that is the only personal brands that go viral and fast on Instagram are celebrities. Instagram is not the platform that people go on for articles. People don't go on Instagram to learn stuff. They go on Instagram for visual 
takes me two seconds to see a content that entertains me or educates me or something of that sort, but they don't go there to read an article. So most personal brands think that, well, I'm just going to create a personal brand account and that's how I'm going to grow my audience. I would say that's the slower way of doing it. The viral way of doing it is what I do, which is I have my personal brand account. That one is a live stream Katya. And on that, I share my behind the scenes with my business, my content marketing tips and anything that's relevant to my business. Anytime I'm promoting stuff like that. But I don't actively go and spend all my energy to grow that account. What I do instead is I have a second, what I call interest-based account that becomes a place for conversations in the industry. And that account is not about me. It's about a topic that my ideal clients would relate to. I'll give you an example. The account I'm growing right now is called ENFP Entrepreneur. And ENFP Entrepreneur, for anyone that is into Myers-Briggs or Jungian psychology, I created that account that discusses what it's like to be an ENFP and what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And I attract entrepreneurs who are interested in the Myers-Briggs on that account. And on that account, I rarely post pictures of myself apart from stories. On stories, I share my face and stuff like that. But this that account has mainly viral memes and interesting quotes and relatable things for other ENFP entrepreneurs. And for anyone that's wondering, wait, what does MBTI have to do with your viral marketing? How is that ideal clients? Well, our Perry 10K mastermind, which now is called 20K Nation, what makes 20K Nation unique from other mastermind groups is that we uh, help entrepreneurs build a business that is in alignment with who they are and their personality type. So our ideal clients for that membership are people that are already into Myers-Briggs and they already know their type. We're not trying to make people believe in it or anything. We're trying to get people who already believe. So what I do is I grow the NFP Entrepreneur page that is a viral page. And that page reaches 300,000 people. And from that page, I have on my bio, I say, follow Livestream Katya for my personal, to get to know me better. And then in the images, when I create content and stuff like that, I also link back to that account as well. And when that account reaches 300,000 people a week, I get about 300 to 400 new followers on that account. And some of these decide to follow me on my personal one as well. And if they like what they see, they will buy one of my $30 products. I don't really do freebies much, but I do have a lot of $30 products and they'll buy one of my $30 products. And then eventually they would join my mastermind. But the real secret to that interest-based account is it's not about me. It's about a specific audience. It's about what it's like to be this kind of person. It has highly highly engaging, relevant content that sometimes I create it, sometimes I curate it from other creators. I don't even always create it because let's be honest, I don't have time to live on social media. Now that I've been running this business for almost five years, I curate a lot of the content. But the most important thing is all of the content is about one theme, one niche. And those kinds of content on Instagram blow up the fastest. So I use a lot of viral memes and then I also use a lot of educational style content. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but what currently goes viral on Instagram 
is a lot of visual visual charts that represent something that you're trying to teach. So instead of writing a quote, can you represent the quote in a graphic? Can you represent it in something that compares and contrasts, something really nice and visual? And that's what's working really well on there right now. Ask me again in two years' time, it probably wouldn't work anymore because everyone will be doing it and there'll be something else. But if you want to go the fastest viral, create an interest-based account on Instagram, drive traffic to your personal, and then from that interest-based account, you can get people into a Facebook group. You can even sell something. If I create it right now, if I create it, one of the biggest questions I ask on my interest-based account is um, how do I how do I stay focused? Like that's one of the biggest challenge of my followers on that account. How do I stay focused? If I created um like a $50 guide on uh, productivity and focus, I reckon I can sell about a hundred of these to those 3000 followers immediately, right? It's just that I'm not focusing on productivity and stuff like that. So instead I direct people that are interested in the content marketing side to my personal brand and that's where I convert them. So that's the strategy in a nutshell. Yeah. But maybe not everyone wants to create an interest-based account. So let's say I do like the idea and I, I know several people that have interest-based accounts. Let's say you're teaching Instagram, you would have a special account that just has Instagram stuff and then you still have your personal account. But let's say people don't want to have an interest-based account. You could still use some of those strategies that you have talked about, but making it more... As you said, you, you mentioned the word, make it less about me, even if it's a personal brand. Oh, absolutely. You can do that. I have a few of my clients who do that, actually. I have a, a few of my clients that their account is their name. However, their content isn't about them. It's the kind of content that educates that particular ideal client. So you can absolutely use the same content tips and you can create, there's a tool I use called Capwing uh, that you can create your own memes with your own relatable things around your industry. Like I, I made this meme the other day with this crying baby that just says, when, when your Facebook ads account gets shut down for third time again, it's like so relatable that only my kind of ideal clients would understand. It's not even reposting other people's random memes about a cat. It's literally about creating content that is fun but relates to only the kind of person that you would like to that you would like to attract. So you can absolutely use those tips for for your personal account. And then the other thing that I do on my Facebook, I'll tell you because I go viral on my Facebook page quite often with my own content. It's got everything to do with doing uh, viral worthy videos. And viral worthy videos is the kind of videos that you make to get people to trigger certain emotion in them. And those emotions could be anything from making them feel shocked to making them feel inspired, to making them cry, to making them laugh. Like you don't have to be a JP Sears kind of comedian to go viral on Facebook. You can be Prince E style. You know, what is what does Prince A does? He does inspirational rap music, right? JP Sears does comedy. What I've done to go viral on my page is I have done parodies, entrepreneur parodies in a very JP Sears style, but related to the entrepreneur industry. So I have this video called The Secret Confessions of the Gurupreneur. 
Yeah, I've seen it. You have? <laughs> yeah. I think probably when I was looking you up several weeks ago, <laughs> that was one that caught my eye. And I thought, that's fun. I hope we, <laughs> hope we get to talk about that. So I'm glad you mentioned it. We can even talk about how that how we created that if you want. But um, for anyone that hasn't seen that video, if you search actually Confessions of a Gurupreneur, Katya, I'm sure you can find it on Facebook. We'll link it in the show notes. We can link it. Perfect. So we'll link it. But that video, um, I think now it's over, over a million views and uh, it's had thousands of shares or something. But that video in itself, all I really did is create a collection of all the different things that make people in our industry roll their eyes, like all the eye roll moments. And I just put them all together in one video and I acted them out in a way that's engaging and funny and, and lots of movements. And, you know, a lot of people think one problem that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is they think that they would, they can just hire a videographer, sit down on the couch, put flowers on the background, and then just roll the camera. And that's like suddenly going to make a lot of uh, engagement and that's going to get them a lot of buyers. But the truth is everybody nowadays is doing couch videos, sitting down and not having any motion, not having any creativity. What is creative about sitting down on a couch and just having flowers at the back? Everybody's doing it. On that video, if you guys go and check it out, I have scenes where I am meditating. I have scenes where I am um, jumping up and down. Like I have different scenes that I'm doing different things and I'm not just saying the words, I'm also playing the mouth. There's a really famous saying in the business world that says, show, don't tell. And I think a lot of people, when they create content, they're trying to tell the content, but they're not showing it. And I'm a big believer, instead of, instead of telling people, oh, you should go meditate or do this, like show them what that looks like and make them, let them realize themselves what they're watching is, ah, I get it make the content in a way that they can have the realization themselves rather than you telling them what the realization should be. Help them make their own conclusions. Um, and then I have some inspirational videos that I have done for clients. So for example, one of our clients who wanted to reach more introvert entrepreneurs, we did a very relatable video for her audience that was all about being an introverted entrepreneur doesn't have to be something that holds you back. It can actually be your greatest superpower if you only believe in yourself and if you only believe they can be. And something like that, it's not funny and it's not like, oh, wow, this is funny and I'm going to share it because it's funny. But something like that can really validate people and they would share it just for the fact that they can feel validated and they can feel understood and they would share it as a statement of who they are and that creates that same ripple effect too so it doesn't necessarily just have to be comedy or funniness but it can be inspirational stuff too and you have to think of why people share why people share pieces of content and things like that yeah you know I read this book called contagious and uh it talks about the different reasons why something goes viral but you know people like to be in the know and people like to also appear smart. When something is funny, yes, that's a reason to share. But also, if it's something super smart, there are amazing examples of why some scientific articles have gone viral because there was something that we were like, 
wow, I didn't know that. And then you <laughs> forward it to your friends because you want to like, hey, I figured this out. I found this article. So yeah, I think the comedy definitely makes sense, but it also makes sense what you said about the introvert, like just you know, a statement who you are, but done in a more engaging way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I seen all the couch videos, so I was thinking, like, should I go on my couch too? But I'm like, I like my chair. I'm going to stay on my chair. My office chair is comfortable. Well, one thing you do really well is you have really bright colors. Like, I love how your headphones coordinate with your top, coordinate with your backdrop. That itself already is going to grab the attention of people's newsfeed, mostly than just being on the bed with flowers at the back. So you're already doing something. Wow. Perfect there. One example I was going to show you about smart content, and I did this for fun, but I, I create viral stuff for fun all the time. So I posted a, yesterday, I was making homemade fondue at home. And uh, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I just recorded a 15 second clip of how to make your own homemade fondue? Because it's so easy and you don't need anything special apart from a few extra bits that you already have in the house. And I filmed it in uh, 15 seconds. I took like seven two-second snippets. And it's like, get this, get this, get this, do this, do this, do this in 15 seconds. And I posted it on TikTok yesterday. And it's already like 7,000 7, views. And I don't have 7,000 followers, I can tell you that. And it's going to keep growing. And I did that just for fun. But I know I know when, when something is... Mm, I think people are going to like and comment on that. I think people are going to be like, wow, I can make my own homemade fondue, right? And that could be anything. It can be a hack. If you are a, a mindset coach, maybe you can show a really smart way of how to, you know, how to read book fast, or you can maybe show a very smart way of how to calm yourself down. One of my favorite books in the world that I've ever read is The Chim Paradox, uh, which is all about calming your mind down when you're stressed. And there are some really cool hacks in that book that work instantly. And you could play them out on a video and show them. And people can be like, wow, I have to try this, right? So what do you think of TikTok generally? I'm curious. In my opinion, and I, by the way, I was on TikTok before it was even called TikTok. I was on it before it was called Musical.ly and uh, there's a lot of people now that are starting out and joining it and they're like crazy about it. I was on it before it was even a thing. I always just did it as a way for creative expression. It's very fun to create content for your own expression of who you are. And then you can leverage that content to share on your other platforms. So what I do is I would create fun content on TikTok and I would just share it on Instagram or on Instagram stories, or I'd share it on Facebook stories. So TikTok is more so of a traffic source for other platforms. My ideal clients, while they might be on there checking out their kids, I don't think they are on there to learn viral marketing. So even though I might get their attention and they may follow me on other platforms, trust me, I'd be way better off focusing my attention on growing the Instagram than it is on focusing on TikTok. So when I post on TikTok, I don't really put a lot of effort into it. It's more so, hmm, what have I created in the past that I can just upload there? Like earlier today, I uploaded a video that I created last year. So it's just another distribution platform for me for fun. And it's organic reach is pretty nice. So I would say the number one benefit to me 
for, of TikTok is being more creative, becoming more creative with how you show up and how you market yourself. But then again, you can do that on other places too. A platform like Facebook that's so hard to, to grow organically on, it challenges you to be more creative too. So I wouldn't recommend TikTok to be somebody's number one focus unless their target audience is, you know, under 18 year olds um, of that sort. But my ideal clients are over 30. Typically, men and women over 30, between 30 to 55 are the most amounts of clients that I get. And uh, sure, TikTok is going to be in 10 years time, those people are going to grow up. But in 10 years time, there might be five new other social media platforms too. Yeah. And then maybe Facebook is gone. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Even if it's gone, that's fine. Uh, one of the things I always tell my people is, I don't want to teach you a platform. I, I don't like teaching people how to do a platform. I like giving people skills of how to go viral consistently, no matter the platform. Because at the end of the day, you don't have control of what that platform that you've chosen to focus on now will do one day. You have no control how the algorithm is going to change. But what you do always have control is what content you create. You always have control of the quality of the content that you create. The words, the feelings, all of that is 100% in your control. So I would much rather teach people the marketing skills and the viral content skills, the transferable skills, so that a lot of people that grew on Periscope back in 2015, when Periscope died, they died too. You know what I did? I pivoted to Facebook Live immediately. I went from being a community about Periscope to we immediately focused on being community for live streaming. And then when Facebook Live started dying, I immediately changed the focus of that group to video marketing. Yeah, you have to pivot because the social media platforms... Uh shouldn't be determining your business. And yeah, that could be a whole other discussion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. But we have now discovered the secrets of how to go viral. So I hope my listeners will take action and start to be creative. I heard the word creative multiple times. Uh, and my feeling is just, you know, sitting in front of the computer and doing a live stream is maybe something we should think beyond that and actually create more curated content that is better planned and possibly edited in some ways that it attracts more attention. So Katja, I know we're going to link everything up in the show notes. Any last words for my listeners who want to make their content go viral? The number one advice, I actually gave that to my followers today, to my uh, customers. I told them, guys, don't listen to what I say. Watch me what I do. So I literally just tell people, follow me on social media at Livestream Katia and watch what I do. It will be the fastest way to learn how to go viral when you watch other people rather than just, oh, let me sit down and plan it. Watch what I do and ask yourself, hmm, why did you post that? So you can find me online, Livestream Katia everywhere. That's spelled L-I-V-E-S-T-R-E-A-M-K-A-T-Y-A if you want to pull out your phone right now. And uh, the two best platforms to follow me on is Facebook and Instagram. So, yeah. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Katja. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Do you have your ticket yet to the Self-Made Summit? 
Go to the show notes at zitter.com forward slash 363, where you can find out more about the Self-Made Summit, plus all the links to Katya Varpanova. There you'll also find a link to her viral content template. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post using my handle Sigrun.com and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.